You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, no one told me to do that, but I automatically do because... You do it all the time. I Alan. do it yes. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that, of course, is the voice of Brian Max who's filling in today. Thanks for coming down, Brian. Thanks for having me, Alan. Exciting, exciting guy. And uh, we've got James Matthews. Jimmy Matthews from Lease Busters in the studio. Thanks for coming down, Jim. Thanks for having me. And uh, we're going to talk about leasing today and uh, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. It's not, not the right choice for everybody. We'll get to that after the break. And... Um, a lot of good things happening. We ha- we gave away our tire and wheel package this week, and or we gave it away a couple weeks ago. But Mary and Frank came down to the shop uh, down to Glen Allen, yeah. and they were so excited. They got the wheels and tires for their Mazda. Um, although they said, I hope it doesn't snow yet, because that's what they ended up buying, was wheels and tires, for, uh, snow tires. Oh, good for them. That's, and, a, that's a good I- idea. But uh, but Dave told me to mention, too, there's lots of other gas give. There's a gas giveaway courtesy of Walkaway Insurance on our website right now. So if you uh, missed some other issues, uh, other uh, blah, 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 other shows, you're welcome to check the blog there, Dave Corner Garage, for uh, there's old shows there. But also, you can register to win a gas giveaway card from ESO, $500. Esso gas cards. So who wants gas? I think, I think everybody. Of course, of yes. course. Won't get you much though. Well, and, you know, we're going to talk Dollar about thirty-six a liter. Well, and maybe that's the reason why. You know, we were just talking before the break about uh, Toyota having their record month in hybrids. Anyway, we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss leasing. And during the show, as a matter of fact, this is the weekend of the uh, the car show down at uh, the International Center. That's where it is. So our man Steve Speed will be. Uh, calling in a couple times and we're going to find out what's going on at the auction and that's about it if you got a car care question or you want to talk about leasing you want to talk about anything brian's the um, the specialist when it comes to what's your specialty uh driving cars fast <laughs> but you only got one foot today yeah yeah that's right yeah we, we broke the other one but we'll uh, make sure don't put it in your mouth because then you'll have to just you know hop for, forever <laughs> we'll try not to well. all right this is dave's corner garage we're having fun and we're going to be right back after this break all right, welcome back. This is Dave's Quarter Garage. Uh, my name is Alan Gelman. I'm from Glen Allen Motors. Behind the board is Sebastian. Thanks for coming down, Sebastian. Can't do it without you, of course. Uh, we've got Brian Max here, who's just back from California. Uh, you're at the Peterson, which is uh, an amazing car museum, correct? It is the best car museum I've ever experienced. And the reason is, it's not a typical car museum. They now, tr- is it open to the public, though? It is open to the public. Okay. And uh, it, they've just gone through a massive renovation. The mm-hmm. place is gorgeous. But they treat the cars like art. Okay. 
And also, oh, it's a whole display. It's not just lining lines up lines up of cars. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. not your typical car museum. They treat things as are, they have curators. It's it is amazing. But what they've done recently, as of today, mm-hmm. if you go to the Peterson, you can actually get a tour of the vault, and the vault is where they store everything. So you know, for example, also oh, the cars that are not necessarily on display. Yeah. So okay. while they're while they're rotating through, and and you know they've been donated or they're on loan or whatever the case is, but there are so many brilliant cars in that vault. Like the the there was a two fifty Ferrari two. 50 GTO this week that sold for $70 million. Well, they had a better one in the vault of the, the Peterson. Really? So that's that's not a $70 million car. That's a 90 or $100 million car. It's just amazing. Wowie. And and all kinds, like race cars, sports cars. Ra- you you know, race cars. It. I saw a 1981 IndyCar that uh, A.J. Foyt drove. Uh-huh. Uh, lots of amazing, you know, one-off Ferraris, for example, Bugattis, Duesenbergs, all of this great stuff. And you can you can get right up close to see really? these things. Yep. Oh, wow. That's yep. amazing. Inside of the cars as well? Uh, no, you can't go Let's not get stupid, Jim. Come on, come on, seriously. <laughs> you really want to sit down and feel... You know, like you go to the Thornhill there. Cruisers, if you have a belt buckle, they yell at you, okay? Yeah. Like, don't get too close unless you're naked. You ever see those signs on the car? I love those signs. <laughs> well, they can give you scrubs or something like that if you want to... Yeah, they, they could. But a lot of them are privately owned, these cars. Right. And uh, and they are, you know, they're they're just simply not replaceable. They're, pri- they're, they're priceless. And do they, does the museum actually do any work as far as keeping them running? I'm sure they do. Uh-huh. Uh, they've they've got a couple of workshops that I've seen right. uh, down in that vault, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there, I think there's a lot of specialist work that goes on. Um, but it's it's more it's more of a, uh, a really an, an art. Uh, I don't know if exhibit. you remember, but years ago on Lawrence when Rothman Cigarettes was there, they used to have a museum and where they actually did restoration work as well. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't. The, Jimmy, you're yeah, not yes. I do remember that. That was a neat place too because yeah, well, they had all the cars, but they also it was the workshop. And it was like a hospital, man. But right. but you could see the different sections where this is an engine section, this is a millwright section, this is a body section, this is a woodworking section because, you know, old cars had wooden wheels and all the rest. But, Alan, in, in, at that particular museum, yeah. um, would these cars, they would have to be started up. They would have to be looked after in order to maintain their integrity, would they not? Well, yeah, of course, of course. Um, but, you know, at, like as a museum, well, you know, uh, you, do you have mechanics? No, I mean, for the most part, it's just, putting them on show. Um, I guess if the museum actually owned this stuff, then of course you're going to want to make sure that it's in running order because otherwise it's going to devalue and, and uh, it will you know go downhill pretty quick. Especially, you know, you leave a battery in and you got chemicals in there. Um, things can happen. I mean, years ago, I, I, like I have an old Beetle myself and we never thought about it. We left the, the battery and the battery in the Beetle sits underneath the back seat of the car. Well, as time goes on, it, the battery off gases and what comes out is sulfuric acid so you end up with no upholstery in the back seat of the car only because well you didn't think about it right, so these right. are things that have to be considered um so there you go all right we got jimmy matthews in from lease busters and matter of fact we've got a caller on the line already ryan is calling in from whitby and he's got a lease busting question what can we do up for you ryan hi how you doing great yourself great great so i'm just wondering why I should take over a long-term lease. I see some leases online that have 55 months to 60 months. Why would I take that over versus getting into a loan, just getting a loan on a car? Well, the benefits? That, that's actually quite a good question because mm-hmm. there, there is lots of leases on Leasebusters where people just took out a five-year lease, which is a 60-month lease, right? and something happened. Five months later, they have to get out of the lease. They could have got transferred to the U.S. They could have um, had a job loss. 
something changed in their life to motivate them to have to get out of that car lease. Now, with that being said, those leases actually are quite popular because if you're going to lease a vehicle and you're considering a 60-month lease to get a lower payment, well, what happens is, is if that payment and vehicle fits your needs, Mm -hmm. you simply take over that and number one, you avoid all the startup costs that you typically have when you lease a vehicle, which which normally amounts to about a thousand dollars. So right out of the right off the bat, you're saving a thousand dollars. Secondly, our leasing specialists at Leasebusters will counsel these people because they've been to their dealer already. Right. And the dealer said, look, we'll take the car back, but you're gonna have to pay the first year of depreciation which typically is about you know, 20, 25%. So that's a lot of money depending on the value of the car. So our leasing specialist will then say to the seller, look, you're gonna have to put up an incentive of maybe two, $3,000, which is probably 50, 60% less than giving it back. So Ryan, the answer is look for 55 month leases with 1,000 or 2,000 or maybe even more of an incentive. So when you take that into consideration, there's no startup costs. Now, all of a sudden, you've saved three, $4,000 by taking over a long-term lease. What kind of car was it, Ryan? Corolla. Okay. Well, those generally are cars that will last forever. Exactly. And, and again, whether you're, you know, and when you brought up the fact that should I, should I buy it rather than you know, doing a 55-month or, or buying it, well, really, we're going to talk about this at the next, uh, in the next segment, but mm-hmm. it really depends on how long do you want to keep the car? If you want to keep the car for 55 months, well, then you then you simply lease it. Well, right. and, and, and besides, it doesn't have to be forever either. No, you can, you can I mean, buy it and sell it too. Let's say, you know, Ryan has it for a couple of years and says, you know, season's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. He can, he can give it up too, put it back on the site. Yeah. Oh, if he, if he takes over the lease. Uh, but I can yeah. do that? Oh, oh yeah. That's now, you have to be careful because there are some leasing companies that will not permit a second transfer. Oh, okay. Okay, so you got to be very, very careful. As a matter of fact, GM Financial used to be uh, one of our finance companies that uh, that the arm of General Motors, mm-hmm. and they just stopped permitting second transfers for whatever the reason. And and wow. you know it hurts a customer because if they take over a long term lease and then, like you said, Alan, you know two three years later they want something else. Now they're stuck and they have to either finish the lease or find someone to buy the vehicle. Exactly. They okay. could put it up. Which you can do that too, and it's not necessarily a bad thing or impossible to do. So before I take over a lease, it's a good idea to find out and make sure that I could re transfer the lease a, a third time. A, a second time, a second yes, second absolutely. Time. But again, that's only if you're taking over a longer term lease. If you're taking over a lease with let's say under thirty six months, then be prepared to, to go full term. Okay. All right, Ryan? Perfect. Sounds good. All right, take care. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Um, now, best thing to do, we, we also advise people, I mean, when you're taking over a lease like that, you, you're now going to be the owner of that car, correct? Yeah, leasing is you know a fancy word for a long-term rental, but what we always say is you are buying ownership of that vehicle for that term. So if you've got 48 months or a 60-month, you are buying ownership for that particular term. The only difference is at the end of the term, you can either buy the vehicle, and most leasing customers, they simply return it mm-hmm. to start another lease. All right, great information. Ryan, thanks for calling in. That uh, leaves a couple lines open. If you want to give us a call right now, we can talk about repairs. We can talk mechanical. We can talk leases. We can talk racing cars. We can talk about anything. Uh, Like they say, BS baffles brains, right? That's what I hear. That's what I hear. (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. 
All right, welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we're going to go right out now to the classic car auction. We've got our uh, our roving reporter, Steve Speed, out there. Steve, how's it going at the International Center? You sound like I'm underwater. Uh, really good. Thanks, Al. Okay. And, uh, it's great to have Jimmy in the studio with us today and Brian, too. Listen, we're at the classic car auction. It's being held all weekend at the International Center. you got to come down and check this out. There are over 175 cars that are up for auction. Some of them are like a 1962 Pontiac Grand Prix. There's a 1961 Nash. Absolutely gorgeous shape. And we've got Darren Boston's in from uh, Salem Tire. Darren's going to try everything. So how are you? Don't touch that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is my first time doing one of these. <laughs> what kind of tire did you bring down here for the show? We brought down the Atrezzo R01, which is our high-performance, ultra-high-performance. It's somewhat of a track slash street tire. Right. So um, seven different sizes from 16 to 18 inch uh, covers basically what most guys are running on the track. So, so you won't, you won't fit that Nash Rambler there. Got to be one car that you would love to buy. She's not listening. One? Yeah. Are you kidding? One? Uh, actually, there's a white Cayman over here that's fully modified. I didn't even recognize it as a Cayman. I love it. Beautiful. 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 We welcome you down there. It's the entire weekend at the International Center, the Classic Car Auction. Remember, the auction's going on right now, and well, the bidding will start at about uh, 10.30, about 10.15 minutes. Al, back to you. Have a great day. All right, thanks, Steve. We'll talk to you in a bit. Sounds exciting. They're already auctioning. I think they're doing some memorabilia. They've got lots of stuff down there. Um, and if you're a car nut, by all means, go down. The, the price is right. Uh, I think there's a family package. And uh, great things to see. And just just don't start scratching your head or, or your nose because you may end up owning a car by accident. That's not a bad thing. I did that once. <laughs> <laughs> How did that work, Alan? Uh, they said, stop, stop doing that. Uh, yeah, Dave and, I, Dave and I had gone to the show and we were actually doing a video for his TV show. And I, and, I, and I lost him and I saw him on the other side of the crowd. So I started waving and they went, whoa, 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 stop doing that. You're confusing the auctioneer. All right, Jimmy. I got a question. We got another one up here. We've got Sarah who's calling in from St. Catharines, and her question is, should she buy or lease a car? Sarah, Sarah, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. You got a question for Jim? I do. My daughter is moving to Kingston for university in September, and I'm trying to decide, should I buy her a car, new or used, or should I lease her a car? She's going to need something. Again, good question. Um, what I would do is first evaluate your personal finances. I mean, you know, leasing is a, a long-term, so 36, 48, possibly 60-month commitment of, of financing. And if you have the money to be able to do that, well, that's certainly an option. To buy a cheaper car, there's lots of good cars out there. There's lots of good mechanical facilities, plug, plug. Mm-hmm. And certainly you can do that. But you got to look out and, and, and be careful because... A $5,000 car or a cheaper car, the likelihood of them breaking down increases dramatically, especially over a period of time and depending on how much your daughter's going to drive. So in the end, what I would do is if it's affordable, I would probably lease the car for her or take over a lease. So whether you go with a new one or a lease takeover and assess that, let, let your daughter drive that for a couple, three years, and then at the end of the lease, if, you know, hopefully she's out of school by then and she's earning her own money, then she can decide, well, geez, I want to either buy that car or lease another car or buy a brand new car, whatever she wants to do. But it allows you to to get out of the vehicle if something happens. So, for example, you know, God forbid she decides, well, I don't want to go to school anymore or whatever the case may be. You can always 
hire lease busters to get out of that lease. But you got to be careful. As the uh, the earlier caller, um, they were saying that you know, could I get out of my lease again? Well, you got to watch out if you, if that particular lease has to be taken over again, whether the leasing company allows. So that's that's just an opinion, but it all boils down to financing and your ability to pay. Well, it sounds like at least I have options. You do, you do, and again, it all—it's all about do I have the the money to be able to buy her a car or you know have a monthly obligation. All right, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Okay, it's important. Uh, again, if somebody's taking your car over, and this is where I see people get fooled periodically because, you know, we, we tell people if you're getting yourself into a used car, whether you're buying or leasing, to get it checked out. And a lot of people get fooled because they say, well, it's still under new car warranty. Um, and their assumption is, of course, that bumper to bumper, the car is going to have everything covered. But in fact, it's not. So you, all your wear and tear items are not covered by warranty. So, uh, you know, just because you're taking over that car. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know if they, they haven't changed the rules. If you're doing a lease takeover, there's no certificate involved, is there? There isn't because the ownership of the vehicle is not changing. Okay. Just, the, just the driver or the plate portion. However, our process checklist insists uh-huh. that people get the vehicle independently inspected either at the dealer or at a separate independent mechanical facility because if they don't, if the vehicle needs brakes in six weeks, the new customer's on the hook for that. Exactly. You can imagine taking a car in for an oil change, and it's, by the way, buddy, you know, you need some tires here, right? Eh? Absolutely. Yeah. I can't be. I just got the car. <laughs> All right. Great advice. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back in a couple minutes. All right. There's electricity in the air. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. I'm from Glen Allen Motors. We don't service a lot of electric cars in our business, but, um, you know, we do a bunch of hybrids. As a matter of fact, Toyota says their numbers are up. This is the best month they've ever had. Uh, people are going electric. Perhaps it's the cost of gas. Who knows? But um, we are talking off off camera about uh, Teslas. We, uh, in fact, I had a customer in the other day. He, he finally he's taking possession of his Model 3. He was very excited. But, Brian, you guys were saying it's... They're not great. Why? Well, you know, because you hear they're they're amazing. Yeah, it's it's not like I you know I I have a, uh, a I have Tesla in my sights as a as a target, but right. you know I drive these things and and you know they're they they're cars. They're supposed to be cars, right? But they're not fully resolved cars. So I just drove the the new Model Three, and that's the one that everybody's excited about, and, mm-hmm. and everybody you know thousands of people put down deposits yeah, on yeah, these yeah. things, um, and and it's like it missed. 12 to 24 months of engineering development. It's not a fully resolved car yet. It's, you know, it's still safe and everything, but there's just a few wacky things that don't make sense. And for example, one of the things with the Model 3 is it's got this big touchscreen in the middle of the dash, Mm -hmm. but there's no instrumentation in front of the driver. So if you want to see which speed you're going, you've got to look over your right hand, Uh take your eyes off the road, and try and find out what's what speed you're going as well. Turn signal indicators. If you don't know what's on, you got to look at the screen. So really? what's in what's in front of the steering wheel where the speedometer usually is? Wood. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's wood. There's wood trim on the dash. I've so, got one. I've got one coming. Yeah. So you're going to be looking at the center of the dash for everything, Jim. So in other words, it would have been nice had they put it in front of the driver right. instead of in the middle. Because what use is it there? You know, it, do they, but do they have heads up uh, display on those? No, they don't, and it's not even available as an option. It's, oh, it wow. should be, but you should be looking straight ahead. That's the whole thing. I mean, there's there's a reason why cars have instruments in front, directly in front of the driver, and that's to keep your eyes off the off the road for a minimal amount of time. Wow. You know, racing cars, road cars, they're all the same, and it's like you know, Tesla seems to think that they're a tech company rather than a car company, but all their problems are related with the with the vehicles are all related to 
cars. Well, you know, they're putting so many controls on the steering wheel. One, they could do it like a Formula One car, couldn't they? they Why not put the display right there? They could. It's, yeah. it's, and I've, I've seen that before. Right. Uh, you know, Lamborghini I just drove has all of the controls mm-hmm. on, the, on the wheel, including the turn signal indicators. It's great. Wow. Uh, but and the other part of the scenario there, too, is that uh, they've yet to earn a profit, Tesla. Yeah, and they're they're unfortunately they're burning cash at 150 million dollars a month, and of course Musk has said that if they if they sell more of these lower priced Model Threes, they're going to lose money faster. Wow! So they're selling the premium Model Three, and they mm-hmm. still haven't ever they still haven't delivered a thirty five thousand dollar U.S. electric car like they promised. Uh, as a matter of fact, but they are delivering cars in Canada now. I hear. Yeah, it's. I talked to uh, the the local Tesla store. It's uh, I think maximum of eight weeks wait if you want a, a Model Three. But I think a lot of people got fooled because I, I knew somebody was waiting and waiting and waiting, and they they called and said, "Where's my car?" And they said, "Well, you didn't order it." And he said, well, what do you mean I didn't order it? I gave you a deposit. And they said, yes, you gave us a deposit, but you're supposed to call us back to say, this is what I want. And he wasn't aware of it. Um, <laughs> so they were passing the buck on that one. I guess they probably didn't tell anybody because they couldn't make them anyways. That's right. Right. <laughs> so he did call them. And in fact, uh, they said it would take about eight weeks, but within a week he got a call. So he'd picked the right options, I guess. And Something was on the truck already. Yeah. So there, cars, there are cars available now. Yeah, I believe it's just the, the, the you can confirm this just the rear wheel drive cars. That's correct. The yeah. the all wheel drive Model Three isn't available yet, and oh, okay. and the one that they're selling is of course the long range with the seventy five kilowatt uh, hour battery, and uh, it's supposed to get up to four hundred kilometers range. I think that's not bad. That's yeah. good. Yeah. How much how much usable. extra is that bigger battery if you're buying uh, a car? Th- that's the only one you can buy right now. Oh, okay, uh, so it's uh, I can't remember the. Price. Oh, that's why that's Eddie's it. car was ready because he <laughs> yes. he said, "Well, I've got to get the bigger battery. This way, my wife won't." run out of uh, juice and I thought how is the bigger battery actually determining whether you're going to run out or not it's like saying if I have a bigger or smaller gas tank in my car you know it has nothing to do with it no it, not it's at like all. the lights on you got to stop yeah yeah, not at all. You know, thankfully, the cost of electricity is is not as much as the cost of gasoline per kilometer driven. But uh, you know, it's you still have to you still have to charge these things. Right. And um, you know, Tesla's got that fantastic supercharger network. But with a Model Three, you have to pay for your your charging at those superchargers. Now, question: do you, At at um, do you need to put in a charging station at your house? You really you have to if you have an electric or a. a, a uh, serious plug-in mm-hmm. hybrid, you definitely need a, a charging station at home. Okay, so you can't just use the dryer plug? No. Well, no. <laughs> I, okay, I, 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 I thought you could, like, because only in terms of topping it up. I mean... You you could, but you're you're never going to stay on top of the charging cycle. Okay. Un- unless oh, you, so you it'll drive... Oh, so it'll be a losing situation. Yeah. So okay. if you drive maybe 20 kilometers a day, you could deal with that. Right. But you do... Practically speaking, you do need a, a charging unit in your home. James, do you ever see them come up on uh, lease busters? As a matter of fact, we do. In fact, Tesla has now a leasing arm of their own. So it's, a, it's Tesla Financial. They right. didn't at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their leases were through independent leasing companies that do not allow a lease transfer. They'll rewrite a lease for you, but they don't allow a formal lease transfer. So Tesla does, mm-hmm. and Tesla is actually, you know, from that perspective, really good. They 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 satisfy and service their customers as best they can. They're trying mm-hmm. to follow, you know, other premium brands uh, examples. And yeah, we are seeing quite a few Teslas, and they're very popular and and move quickly. Well, and this is the nice thing about about lease busters is that you know you're not quite sure if you're going to like something or if this is going to be the car for you. And this is a great way that you can pick one up for a short period of time, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. And what what I'm understanding now is, at the end of the lease, because 
there's so little supply of them, the demand of used car ones are high, mm-hmm. thus keeping the value up. So actually, people are, are are establishing a little bit of equity at the end of these leases, which is typically unheard of. All right, super. We've got lines open. If you've got a car care question or car about, a question about leasing, anything like that, give us a call right now. We're going to go back to the auction and find out what Steve Speed is up to after the break. Uh, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We got Jim uh, Jimmy Matthews in the studio from Lease Busters, of course. We got Brian Max um, from uh, from the world of racing, the world of car blogs. Where do you uh, Where do you write your stuff? Uh, a lot of stuff is. Uh, is well, you write it in the bathroom, but yeah, but yeah. where is it posted? Actually, <laughs> it, it's published on Wheels.ca and my YouTube channel, which is uh, under my name. And uh, can we talk about your book? We can talk a little bit about the book. Yeah. Is, yeah. Do, do we have time to talk about your book? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're going to do that right after the break yeah. because we've got Steve Speed on the line right now. We're going to go back out to the auction at the International Center. Steve, did you find a car that you want to buy? Yeah, I did. Uh, but I'd rather bust out of my lease and get something else. No, there's, some great, <laughs> there's some great cars here. This one I could see Jim Matthews sitting in probably a few years ago. He may not admit to it, though. It's a 1970 Mercury Cougar XR7. Check this out, Brian. You'll probably go, oh my God. It has a 428 Cobra in it. Is that from the factory, or is that someone someone shoehorned that in there? He's selling it. Okay. It's a sequential life. That's one of the cars. There's also a 1997 35th anniversary Mini Coupe, mm-hmm. which uh, I think Dave, if he was here, would probably go, there's my car for the track. There you go. If you really want something... I mean, I could see a lot of guys driving this one anywhere. And ladies, it's a 1970 Oldsmobile with a quiet 442 WD30 in it. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute mint condition. So, is it yellow? Uh, is it yeah? What is that the color you'd like? Well, those were famous for being like that canary yellow. You know, they were this really is, hot uh, car. This is Little a black black blue. top. Blue, okay. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, it's just in, in mint shape, as are all the cars here. So listen, if you've got some time over the weekend, check it out. Uh, it's the classic car auction, and uh, it's just really something to take in with memorabilia as well. But if you want to learn more about busting out of your lease, we've got him here. It's Jim Matthews from Lease Busters. Back to you, Al. No, he's not there. He's here. <laughs> God, God, I'm, I'm confused now. Is there I could two be of you? I could be two places Is at once. Is there two of That's oh, amazing. Macro. And I and I'm hoping I, I was going to give him ten grand and put down towards that Cutlass. That sounds like a nice car. Um, Actually, I'm just looking at a picture at that Cougar. And is it ever in a nice car? Oh, that but looks amazing. Cougar, yeah. But did they ever from the factory put that motor in there? Uh, I I wouldn't I know. I don't know. I don't know those cars at all. Oh wow! I I don't know that it would fit and yeah. be kind of tight. No, it fit. It fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The only problem is I remember even on the uh, on some of those the it was so tight you couldn't change the spark plugs. I think right. you had to pull the motor out to do that. That's a bit of work, isn't it? Well, but but funny enough, because you, you're a Porsche guy, yeah. Apparently that's how they do Porsche tune-ups periodically on some, the, some on, models. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. yeah. Even on regular old 911s. Um, I used to work with a guy named Terry when we, I worked in Markham, and he said it was quicker to pull a motor and change the plugs that way rather than to try to do them in the car. How long does it take to pull a motor out? Um, I think if you're good, maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, it's not too well, bad. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much like a Beetle setup. You know, a little, little bigger, a little yeah. more hoses and stuff. But a little but, more expensive. Well, exactly, exactly. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I remember I worked at a place called uh, maybe I shouldn't say it's it's it was around Laird and Eglinton, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy named Phil owned it, and and uh, he always liked to do the he liked to hang out with the higher you know the fancier cars, but he didn't realize that they cost more to fix, and when your mechanic messed up, it cost you. 
way more money to uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> to fix those. Oh yeah. And I remember there was a Porsche, and there was something happened, and they went to pull the motor out, and the guy couldn't get some of this pollution control stuff off, and Phil said, eh, just cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and they did. They cut it off, except that the, the owner of the car got really ticked, you know, and uh, when he came back the next time, it was like, whoa, we got big trouble now. I'm sure that was expensive to fix. <laughs> exactly, it was. Now, Jimmy, again, we, you know, they just did a survey recently about the car acquisition, and some people buy and some people lease. And I, I was actually surprised. I thought leasing was much higher, but about 35% of the people who get new cars now, they lease, and leaving 65% of the people who buy. Which is better? And in fact, is there a, an easy answer to that? Well, there, there's no real easy answer to that, and and nothing is better than the not one is better than the other. It really depends on one significant thing, and that is how long do you mm-hmm. want to keep that car? Okay. So, so, in other words, if you want to acquire a new car, right, and you're happy to keep that vehicle for north of seven years, mm-hmm. then you buy the car. Okay. So you use factory money, which is typically, you know, lower percentages, uh, lower interest rates. Right. And you, you take it for as long, the loan for as long as you can at the lowest rate, because mm-hmm. again, if you're using subsidized money, just keep on making the payments until it's all paid off. Right. And then, at, you know, once it's paid after, after 72, possibly 84 months, you own the car and hopefully you won't have a great deal of maintenance, repair, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a, a car and you only want to keep it for three or four, maybe five years, you have to lease. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is to trade it in, the used car values are so volatile, you have no idea if you're going to get good money, bad money. If you get in an accident with mm-hmm. the, with your vehicle, you're going to compromise the value, whereas if you're leasing it, you get in an accident, it doesn't affect you being able to re- return the vehicle as long as the vehicle was repaired properly. So that's really what it's all what it all boils down to. Is how long do you want to keep the car? Under five years, you lease. Over six or seven years, you buy. If it's in that six or seven year window, I really don't know. You're kind of it's it's kind of flip a coin. I just thought of another reason, but we're going to talk about that right after the break. I'm sure you can hear the music. We do have to pay some bills around here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, Jimmy. Jim, uh, Jimmy's got the, the, the papers in front of him. He's got all these numbers written down. He's trying to tell me. Uh, he sounds like an accountant, actually. Um, <laughs> so is it, you were talking about a Toyota Corolla lease, yeah, right? Yeah, so a brand new uh-huh. 2018 Toyota Corolla SE CVT. The CVT is the transmission. Yep. So we were doing a comparison yesterday in, a, in, in preparation for the show. Mm-hmm. A 48-month lease through right. Toyota Financial can be acquired at $315, including taxes. So that's $279 a month plus taxes, $315. The same vehicle using Toyota Financial's um, finance or loan arm for 72 months, so for six years as opposed to a Mm -hmm. four years, you're paying $363 a month. Now you own at the end of the the term. Yeah, you own one, the other one you don't. Correct. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. but still, do you want to keep that car for that long? Right, which is, we were talking before about the break. You know, so many people these days, they're really intrigued by all the technology and the toys that cars have. Um, it, and, and if you like that, if you want to get the latest and greatest, no point in buying a car. You're, you're better off to lease. Absolutely. And and 
not only that, the there's there's a maintenance component, which is your business, where you know as vehicles get a little bit older, there's there's more emphasis on maintenance, repair, and tender loving care. Well, sure, and and people don't realize that these toys break. You ever price out a rear camera on an Odyssey? Oh no, what do they cost? Oh, five six hundred dollars. No kidding, yeah, yeah, just for a camera. Yeah. Well installed, you oh. know. <laughs> yeah, no. And in fact, um, I have a customer with an Escape, and he had the same kind of problem. Um, although he said he bought it online through eBay, which uh, it's a little package. You could buy it without tax. Uh, he saved a whole lot of money. Um, I think the downside was he did have to take it to the dealer and get it reprogrammed, though. Um, so these things, you know, they do break on occasion. Um, and that's another reason why people like uh, prefer to lease is right. they don't have to necessarily get involved in that, and mm-hmm. that's going to happen. Right. Now, do you have to, on that particular camera, on that Odyssey camera, you don't have to repair it. Like, if you could just do without and look behind you like most people do. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. You don't need to have it there. Right. Um, it's funny. Uh, different manufacturers handle it a different way. Um, you know, because the first thing that cars came up with was that, you know, radar in the bumper. Um, and, and then what some companies did was they said, well, if I have a camera, we don't have to give you a radar because you've got a pair of eyes. Um, so it was one or the other. Now, a lot of companies do both, which is really yeah, nice. BMW does both. Uh-huh. And, and it, you know what? In, in the, if you're driving in the city like this, it's kind of helpful to have. And, uh, you know, oh, absolutely. Keep, keep absolutely. Don't you think people get lazy, though, after a while? A hundred percent. Yeah, there's no question. I know somebody very close to me, as a matter of fact, who had a car accident. Uh, they changed lanes and they went, how come the dumb camera didn't work? You know, <laughs> Or the light didn't go on on, <laughs> yeah, the, on the mirrors. Exactly. And, uh, and they got a ding in the fender. So it, it does happen. You got to turn around. As a matter of fact, uh, my father-in-law years ago, and, and this shows you how, uh, you know, even though there's technology, they took away his driver's license because he didn't actually turn around to look. Um, and when he was doing a lane change and he said, I looked, that's why you got mirrors. I looked That's in the exactly mirror. Right. There's, you know, this blind spot nonsense. That it, there's, there's no such thing as a blind spot. If you're aware and you've adjusted your mirrors properly, you don't need to turn your head. Absolutely right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, you know, or listen for the beep or watch well, the camera. And a lot of cars that have uh, have lane departure warning and, and, and what they call blind spot warning as well. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, right now it's really exciting. Uh, there's there's a lot of new technology that's going to hit the, the, the road today. So if you're if you're looking at, at staying at the current edge or, or the cutting edge of technology, you're going to want a short-term lease on, on a new car because in two years there's going to be some amazing technology available. Like, like. Uh, th- there's a lot of driver assist systems. I don't want to call it autopilot and that sort of thing, but there are a lot of a lot of uh, uh, self-driving technologies that will be adapted, and you will be able to use them effectively. I I drove a new Mercedes recently in Europe, and the thing changes lanes. All you have to do is touch the turn signal, and it'll change lanes for you. It's not as advanced as some other systems, but it's very simple, very effective. Wow. I was really impressed. Wow! But but you got to be in the right car because I see my car doesn't have those lights, and my wife's car does, and I went. Oh, yeah, there's no beeper. (laughs) You got to look. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Looking is what we got to do. We got to get out, as a matter of fact. We will be right back after this break. I got a question about propane. Hmm. And another one about uh, a bill he received. We'll figure it out right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You know, it's funny listening to a bunch of old guys here talking about uh, new technology and some they like and some they don't. Um, and as a matter of fact, I I got exposed to some new technology that I didn't even know that this car had where, you know, I put on the cruise control, which I only do when I'm out in the highway. And all of a sudden the car started to slow down, but I didn't really notice. My wife says, uh, are you slowing down? I said, 
well, what do you mean? And then I looked down, and sure enough, the odont- the speedometer said 110, um, but I had set it at 150, or 140, I should say. <laughs> Sir, please may be listening. Um, and, and I was slowing down, and I couldn't understand why. And, and sure enough, this car has, you know, um, active technology. Um, because there was a car in front of me, it maintained a certain space between us, and that's why it slowed down. And the neat thing was, I, I thought, well, how do I fix this now? And all you have to do is change lanes. And once you're in an open lane, without touching the cruise, the gas works by itself. So yeah. it's kind of neat. Yeah, I like those. I you know, obviously drive a lot. Right. I drive a lot of highway miles in the states, and I love good adaptive cruise systems because mm-hmm. you know the, it it you know you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about uh, speeding tickets and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're doing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles like I do, right. it, adaptive cruise systems are fantastic. Uh, you know, it's a great thing to do. You know, it's like I used to, uh, you know, do a lot of highway driving and I would drive quick and always want to look in the mirrors because you don't want to get busted. But, yeah, you just say to hell with it. Put on a cruise control and uh, save yourself a ticket. All right. We're going to go back out to the auction. We got Steve Speed out there. Steve, what's going on? We, uh, we've got uh, the International Center here with the uh, classic car auctions going on all weekend. And we invite you out. They just finished with the memorabilia. And the uh, the bidding will start in about uh, five or ten minutes. So you got to get out. It's really good crowd out here. Yep. And uh, one of the people who's joining us today is uh, Jeff Coy. Jeff is uh, VP of Land Insurance. So tell me what is going on with land, especially for this year. Oh, we're happy to celebrate our 40th anniversary of selling collector car insurance. And we've got a great sweepstakes contest going throughout the year. Uh, early bird prize uh, will be drawn on June 29th for a trip to the Bear Jackson auction in Las Vegas. Ooh. And Al and Dave and Jim can all go down together and they can buy a car? Sure. I'll go with them. <laughs> <laughs> and what else besides the 40th anniversary? There's lots going on in the shows. Uh, check our website. Check the, on uh, Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a link to our, our, uh, our uh, events page. And... Uh, that's happening. We've got monthly draws also going on with the sweepstakes, so please go to our website, landinsurance.ca, check it out, and enter to win. Great, great stuff. Land insurance, if you're here looking at getting a classic car for the weekend, or you're listening at home right now and you're getting ready to pull that baby out of the garage, that's the place to go is Land Insurance. And we're here. We like to have you down here over the weekend when you get a chance. From the Collective Car Auction at the International Center, back to you, Al. All right, sounds exciting. I I hope Steve, you know, just doesn't buy a car without getting it checked out because, uh, you know, it just so happened it, it, they are used cars, eh? And and I don't think at the auction they don't um, certainly at a public auction like that they. I think they there, have I think they have condition reports. Oh, they do prior yeah, yeah. to so when you're inspecting the car prior to them running down through the lane, mm-hmm. it it has that and e- even at major uh, normal car, car auctions, right. there's green lights, yellow lights, so forth. So all vehicles that are through the green lights. They're all safe to buy, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to worry about, you know, too much. Although, there could be some maintenance-related items that aren't checked. Well, sure. Um, for example, I mean, this is why we tell people to do a pre-purchase inspection because, for example, your your safety certificate, all this new technology, that stuff's not covered. Um, oh. So you could have a camera that's not working. Um, your your laser beams could not be working. Uh, could have an air conditioner that's not working. And yeah. especially when it's hot out, you want that thing to work. And yeah. uh, you got to find out before. Otherwise, you're saddled. Because, Jim, as you said, you know, if, if you do a lease takeover, you are now kind of responsible for that car. You are fully responsible. You are the new lessee of record, so you have to get that vehicle inspected before you take it over. It's the same as when you buy a used car. You're, you're getting it safetyed and you're getting it inspected. You have to do the same thing with a lease takeover, for mm-hmm. sure. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, even though it's covered by the new car warranty, like we said, uh, your maintenance stuff's not covered. Definitely. And um, and and so you really can't go back to call the guy you just took it from, right? He's 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 been released. You, you definitely can't. Some people try, right? But the you know the the original seller says, "Look at you know what? Sorry, I, you know I don't know how you drove that car over the last." couple of weeks or whatever right. the case may be. You had an opportunity to get it checked. Here's the process checklist that Lease Busters provided. You didn't do that. You elected not to. And off you go. I'm sorry. All right, let's take a moment to talk about that then. Well <laughs> boy we run out of we run out of road. But we'll have to do that the next time. I'll be back. But quickly if someone wants to put a car on Lease Busters, you go to the website you guys call them, correct? Yeah, we call them. We assess the market position of the lease, the right. popularity. We let them know if we feel that our service can help them. Because there are certainly some leases that we really can't help the people. Super. And uh, what's the website? It is leasebusters.com. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. Brian Mask, you, you got a book coming out quick. Got a book coming out later this year. Uh-huh. About uh, Daytona 24-hour winners uh-huh. and the watches they receive. So it's both a watch and a, and a racing, racing book. book. Yeah. Super. Thanks and for coming down. Thanks for having me. We had so much fun. And uh, the time went so by so by so quickly, eh? Thank you very much, Sebastian, for doing a great job behind the board. I hope I didn't uh, blah, 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 mess up too much. Thank you very much. You always say that. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Make sure to tune in next time. Gordon Dave will be back in the studio. Drive safe, everyone. Thanks for listening. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.